0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily the... At 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader. 1220 KDOW.
1: Welcome in.
2: Rob Black and your money. I'm
1: Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much, much more. Anything on your financial mind? Pick up the phone. Give me a call. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Drop me an email. Rob at com. Want me to read it on air? Mention that you want me to read it on air. So, gold's not so shiny anymore. Gold is an interesting story on Wall Street, and it's not good to be interesting, if you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's fair enough. Um, Gold, people are exiting, and they're exiting fast. I've never seen such a, a whoosh down like this before, sitting at 14.05, gold down 95 bucks today. 1350 is said to be support. Is the air of gold over? I think so. For a while. The commodity super cycle is dead. For now. SP 500 down 13. The Dow's down 106. The Nasdaq down 30. The positive is that the oil's under $90 a barrel, and that probably is going to mean you and I are paying less at the pump for the summer. We'll take it. Is it glorious? It's not glorious. Take a look at some of the stories of the day, which is what we are want to do on the show. Kind of piecemeal everything together and try to get some sense of what's going on. Commodity is developing a sort of complex, so to speak. The stock market got back on track last week, gaining 2.3 percent. The S P 500 established a new record highs in the process. China revealed this morning that first quarter GDP rose at an annualized rate of 7.7%, which marked a deceleration from the 7.9% growth rate seen in the fourth quarter. That's considered disappointing. Some selling interest coming to the market. U.S. market looks to be tolerating the commodity sell off relatively well, better than expected earnings from Citigroup. Dish Network is putting in a bid for Sprint Nextel. So overall we get that lower oil prices, lower commodity prices, and that's probably a pretty good thing. You know, airlines, for instance, we're gonna boost from lower fuel costs. Car makers and home builders will benefit from lower copper costs. Thus not a lot of inflation out there. Deflation is the question mark. So we also got an Empire Manufacturing Index released earlier this morning, continues to string of economic data that have shown a softening of the economy, which we are expecting. Softening economy before firming in the latter half of the year, same as last year. Let's go to Kyle in Tucson. Kyle. Hey, Rob. Good morning. How you doing? Happy Monday. Happy Monday, so to speak. Yeah, I know. I hear you. Hey, Rob. I've got a traditional IRA. I've got about 25000 into it. And I, wanna, I think I want to convert it into a Roth, but I guess my question is do I do that all at once or do I dollar
0: cost average and just do a little bit over time?
1: It's a good question. Um, I would get a, a calculator, and if you don't have a Roth conversion calculator, drop me an email, robertrobblack.com. It's going to depend a lot upon your taxes, so I can't answer that for you legally. I, I'm not a tax guy um i would run some numbers with your cpa if you have a cpa or run some numbers on a roth conversion calculator because uh obviously you're going to go from uh, that you're going to pay taxes on the the benefits so that you don't pay taxes later in the roth conversion yeah 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 i'm self-employed i have about 13 employees and i don't even have a salary i just kind of take off the top when i can you know but uh, i do want to plan for retirement and i want to make that tax free so um Yeah, I do have a tax uh, professional. I can just ask her. She, she's smart. Yeah, thanks for the call. Um, You can't, you know, there's some rules that you can and can't do Um, with an IRA. If you have an IRA, there's nothing, I repeat, nothing in tax code that stops you from converting the IRA to a Roth. But sometimes you have to be careful. Um, You're too old to make a Roth conversion. You don't have the time to pay it off. Taxes that you would be hit. So uh, you're going to have to wait a couple of years to touch that money after you do, do the conversion. I think it's five years. So there are some issues for you to start thinking about it. Thanks for the call again. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Life Technologies in the News today. They are a company that makes medical testing equipment tied towards the DNA coding of your body. They've agreed to be acquired by Thermo Fisher Scientific for $13 billion. Elsewhere out there, Boeing's going to have more than a thousand of its 737 jets inspected to examine their tails for possible faulty parts. That's never a good good sign. <laughs> the FAA says the could potentially cause pilots to lose control of the aircraft. Plantronics CEO Ken Knappen he's going to take a fourth four month medical leave. Plantronics CEO is going to uh, be treatment for cancer. CFO Pamela Strayer is going to be acting CEO for the headset manufacturer Bluetooth company. You know. Uh, Things that go around your year, so to speak. Microsoft is in works on a watch. Yay, that's a shocker, huh? Microsoft's going to join Apple and others in creating such a device. I don't know. Is Microsoft relevant? Does anyone care? Google's made a settlement proposal to the European Union regulators this morning. The proposal involves changes to Google's search engine answer questions. Uh, that It operates in an anti-competitive manner. I think we all know that you know the game Monopoly was a great game. If you had all the power, all the searches, you had all the searches, right? I think that's the gist of all of this. To get your calls on the air, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Citigroup had a pretty darn good number. That's worthy of mentioning. And some other top stories of the day that are out there is we are in earnings season. The dividends in the S&P 500 at the end of the first quarter were actually higher than the dividend rate at the beginning of the quarter. A lot of people would say that's very, very bullish for buying dividend-paying stocks on the S&P 500. So, so gold plunges 100 bucks as the sell-off continues. I warned about gold. I especially don't like gold coins, I especially don't like people buying into the fear that the economy is, you know, headed to hell in a handbasket, and thus we need to, you know, stock up on our piles of gold. Um, All sorts of players are getting hit, whether it's the gold coin makers, whether it's the uh, ETFs. Uh, You're seeing mining firms like Fresnillo down 15%. Polymetal International down 11%. Rand Gold Resources down 8.5%. It's... A pretty stunning one to Friday slash Monday sell uh, to the tune of I've never seen gold fall 10% in two days in my life. It did it early in my life when I was a baby, but I'm not a baby anymore. So 800-516-1220, get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, So commodities real quick. They do have a place in your portfolio, and perhaps this is the time to be acquiring some commodities, Commodities are broken into three categories. There's metals, like gold, silver, and copper. There's energy, uh, like oil, natural gas, and coal. And the final one would be agricultural wheat, corn, soybeans, uh, hogs, pig bellies. You want to own some commodities in your portfolio. I think the best way to do it is what's called a hard asset fund, maybe up to 10% of your portfolio. Again, right now, they're unwinding and they're falling apart. And you're like, oh, no, I don't want that. But they're a great hedge to long term because two pig bellies are two pig bellies. You can't deflate it. You can't inflate it. A pound of copper is a pound of copper. Got some seminars coming up, not this Thursday, but the following Thursday. You can learn more about the wealth preservation, retirement planning events at robblack.com. It's a couple weekends from now. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back on Rob Black and your money.
0: AM 1220 KDOW traffic.
1: This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're headed back out towards San Francisco where the great high economy
2: uh, in terms of manufacturing.
0: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Am I breathing
1: a little breathing underwater by Metric. There's a gold bloodbath going on on Wall Street today. I don't want you to get too caught up in it. I don't think there's ever, ever reason to panic or get fearful. I'm looking at gold as more attractive today. Again, I don't own gold. I don't like gold per ounce in any way, shape, or form. I don't like silver. Uh, when you're worth millions, you can hedge your portfolio by buying hard assets. And again, uh, if you chase performance, shame on you. SP 500 down 10, Dow down 73, the Nasdaq's down 20. Let's welcome in certified financial planner Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And he is a certified financial planner, which is different than a stock broker, which is different than... Um, you know, an investment advisor, it's different than a certified retirement specialist, which is a made-up title. The only title I care about is the CFP. Let's talk withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Let's talk pulling money out, withdrawal methods. Um, if you don't want to make a baby, no, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about pulling money out <laughs> of retirement. Um, you've got this nest egg. What's the concept that we need to know on how to pull money out so that the rate we don't burn too much too fast?
2: Well, the first idea is getting a knowing whether or not you're you're withdrawing too much. Right. If you're 50 years old and you're having to draw 4% of your portfolio to live, and you think you can stay retired, you can't. You have potentially 50 years worth of inflation. So if you're drawing $50,000 a year now, in 18 to 20 years, you're going to have to live draw $100,000 a year to live. And with muted returns in the in the bond side, with very low income on bonds, you're going to run into problems. So, you know, 65, if you can draw 4% of your portfolio to live, you're going to be okay. More than that, you're going to run into some problems, which means that means that you're not going to be able to keep up with inflation.
1: How realistic is it that I never touch my principal and I just live off my dividends?
2: If you can retire at 65 and and comfortably have, you know, 2% of your portfolio to live and then that starts the draw rate, so eventually you're going to have, you know, be pulling You know, all of your income. Yeah. So if you're only pulling two or three percent, that means a majority of your returns can be reinvested for future inflation. Um, And in the past, you could just if you were that type of a wealthy person, you could just turn around and put all your money in treasuries. Now, that's not the case. Treasuries are at a historical low in terms of yield. And so there's almost more risk there than having a mix of stocks and bonds.
1: How often do you recommend people search for higher yield knowing that they're going to compromise on credit quality and or compromise on uh, equity smoothness or, uh, what am I trying to say, principal
2: risk? Well, what you look at is credit spreads. Okay. So the times where you're going to look at – compromising or taking a little bit more risk and going for that higher yield. And an example of this is you look in March of 2009 where all bonds were thrown out with the stock market. I mean, the bond market got crushed for a short period of time. And the spreads between AAA-rated debt and government debt versus high-yield debt was at an all-time high. And within a year or two, you had you know 15 to 30% rates of return on high-yield bond funds. Um, So when the credit spreads between high-quality bonds and high-yield bonds is at a historical high or higher than the 10-year average, that's when you move money into those categories. The problem is right now that I think a lot of people are moving into way too much into preferred stocks with financial companies. Um, They're moving into uh, high-dividend-paying stocks that are directly tied to interest rates, and they're searching for that yield to replace bonds and replacing it with very volatile assets. How about protection from
1: inflation? You mm-hmm. can truly never protect yourself from inflation, even with Treasury inflation-protected securities, because different types of inflations occur. You know, TIPs only protect you against consumer inflation, sort of. Yeah, it's kind of the CPI CPI. Yeah. Whereas senior citizens, their inflation is more tied towards healthcare costs, which is higher than the CPI, typically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 5 to 6%. So can you truly protect yourself against inflation with your principal, or is that just a fantasy?
2: In theory... Okay. You can by um, – in terms of – if you look at an overall bond portfolio, you typically want some corporate bonds, a mix of you know high quality and a, a mix of a little bit of high yield in there when you're retired. On the government bond side, you want basic government bonds, and those come in the forms of treasuries or TIPS, treasury inflation-protected bonds, where the face value of the bond gets adjusted upward if there is inflation, um, and uh, Ginny Mays, for example. But then of your bond portfolio, you want a good percentage of that too in foreign bonds. And this is something we talk about, because if you're earning interest rate, if you're earning interest in other currencies' bonds, or other countries' bonds, and their currency and your dollars falling, once you move that currency back into US currency, you get that extra boost from the the exchange rates. So by being with a good foreign bond manager and they're focusing on countries that have an increasing currency versus the US dollar, that's a, that's a hedge against inflation as well. And then investing also in things like you know, energy stocks that pay a nice dividend, that's another way to do it. So in theory you can, but we're, we're, we're coming into a time, Rob, where 10 years ago nobody was investing in commodities. Right. And the correlation was almost negative to the stock market. So you know if stocks were down, typically commodities would be up kind of like with bonds. Now everything, real estate used to be that way as well. Now both real estate and commodities have gone closer to a correlation with the stock market. So really to really hedge against the bad times, you still need that three years worth of expenses in cash in retirement. Any final thoughts on taking capital gains as an investment strategy as far mm-hmm. as pulling down your uh, principal? Yeah, because what you have to do when you, uh, you know, five years prior to retirement, you need to look forward and say, how much am I going to have to draw from my portfolio every year? So here's my expenses. Maybe it's 100000 a year and you're getting fifty from Social Security and your pensions. You're going to have to draw fifty from your portfolio. That means you're going to have 150000 in cash. And that's where you're going to spend your money from. You're going to send your dividends and interest from your your portfolio to your checking account, and you're going to spend some of your cash. And every quarter, you look at your portfolio. If you have an up quarter, you peel off enough of those gains uh, to replenish the cash. Does that mean you pay taxes? Yes. But would you rather pay taxes on gains or watch your gains disappear?
1: We're talking withdrawal from your lump sum, from your pension, from your retirement plan, from your nest egg. I'm speaking with certified financial planner Chad Burton for more information about how to draw down your account. Find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And again, I'm Rob Black. Hopefully you can come out to an event that i got coming up, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. A couple Saturdays from now, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning from 9 to noon, Doubletree Hotel. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. CFP, Chad Burton, and myself will be running through diversification, tax tax reduction strategies, estate planning, tax-efficient distribution, asset allocation, yeah, how to set up your portfolio, estate planning. Uh, that's Saturday from 9 to noon, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning at the Doubletree in Burlingame. Also in Burlingame, later that afternoon, from 1 to 4, All Things Financial, Money 101. It's a workshop for people who are trying to learn to create wealth. Hopefully you can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. See you out in Burlingame a couple Saturdays from now, but sign up for the events at robblack.com.
0: Org. brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. For two Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
1: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black taking a look at the business news, talking a little financial planning here and there, trying to give you enough insights that you could do the game right. That's kind of important to me. Not the end of the world, important to me, but kind of important. I want to see people stop making mistakes. SP500 is down eleven today. The Dow is down eighty-seven. The Nasdaq's down twenty-six. Ten-year Treasury sits at one point seven percent. Gold down one hundred four bucks at thirteen ninety-seven.
0: That's gold, Jerry. Gold.
1: Oil's down two bucks. That's good for our economy coming down the road good coming down the road because as we're driving down said road, we'll be spending less on gasoline prices. JCPenney's is grabbing its credit line. This is not a good sign today in the world of stocks. Penney announced it's going to draw nearly half of its revolving credit facility to pay its bills. Blackstone Group is talking to three private equity firms about investing in JCPenney's and discussions with banks about making a $500 million or greater loan. I don't see how Penny survives at this point in time. It has to be a much smaller company. Uh, every stock that I'm on my, my chart today looks lower. Except for Netflix, up eight. What's the big Netflix news? they got to have something out there. Uh, relative strength, technically. Let's see. There's no big headline. There's no major headline for uh, Netflix. Netflix. CEO Reed Hastings got himself and his company into some trouble last summer. He used his personal Facebook page to promote the fact that Netflix users spent about four, spent one billion hours in front of streaming videos in June. Critics said the information was valuable to shareholders. SEC decided to take a look at it. So they're up to 1.3 billion hours per month. More and more people are viewing stuff online. House of Cards was a hit for them, no doubt about it. Hemlock Grove is going to hook into red-hot horror movie angles. So we're going to hear more and more about that metric tied towards viewing hours per month. It's kind of a silly concept, but we're going to see it. It's a metric that you want to continue to pay attention to. As far as Netflix stock, it's had a good run. It's worth about $10 billion right now. I so would love to see someone like uh, Apple acquire the company. It's gone from 190 recently down to 165 now. Netflix has recovered up to 181. To get you to retirement, one of my angles is you have to max out your 401k. But behind that, I've got mindsets that are a little bit different. I've got commandments that I believe in. You know, you got nothing to lose. You only have something nice to gain because it's a great retirement. If you're going to have a bad retirement, you're going to have a bad retirement. You can't lose that. Bad retirement is a bad retirement. So, one of the commandments that I have is, you have nothing to lose, go for it. You know, Zuckerberg didn't get to become one of the richest people on the planet because he feared Google or Yahoo or Microsoft. He went head-to-head head head with them. He had an advantage in his mind that he used it as best he could. So, companies like Google and Yahoo might, at some point in time, hit Extinction because he set up a stronger relationship with the individual that a Google or Yahoo has. Facebook has our photos, and when they have our photos, we don't really want to lose those. Even when you don't have everything to lose, act like you don't have it. I used to have nothing to lose. You know, my twenties I was a you know poor dude, but I. Honestly, have to look back. Regardless of the amount of money that you have, you've got time that you could lose. Don't let anyone steal your milk. I remember as a kid that I had this great trick that I could drink milk through my mouth and have it come out my nose. Some kids to give me their milk to see watch me do it. I wasn't stealing their milk. I just had a little bit of a you know I don't know. A little bit of a sham, a little bit of a trick parlor game, so to speak. So don't give away something for a parlor trick. I'm not saying fight death over your milk, but don't give it away. And once you give it away, it's easy to give it away a second time. I try to create a sense of urgency in everything I do in business. Not necessarily in an emergency, but I try to create an urgency. I don't want people to panic into, like, bad decisions, but I want people to feel a pressing need to move forward. Taking a look at some of the big stories out there today, Boeing 737 problem is starting to uh, ding its reputation. The... They have about 1,000 planes that are going to need to be inspected for some design problems in the tail end of the plane of the 737. 600, 737, 700, 737, 800, 737, 900. So, some incorrect procedure used to apply the wear and corrosion protective service coding to attach pins and the horizontal stabilizer. So, what's this mean for Boeing? Probably not a lot for its stock right now. It's recently had a 52-week high. But they've got nine years of demand. If they were to take no more new orders and just make the planes that they've got in orders, they've got nine years of work ahead of them. So in the world of investing, that's a long time. Because, again, you wouldn't invest from age 20 to 60. But But what the 737 problem is doing now for Boeing is maybe 10 to 20 years from now, CFOs and purchasers of large airplanes are going to say, you know what? I don't want to risk them doing another recall. They got kind of sloppy with their manufacturing. They need to be in charge of their manufacturing. They need to like own it. Do you see where the, the reputation could come in and hurt them down the road for sure? You know, no one's died from this yet. But once they have that psychological damage is pretty tough. Now, but has Boeing has going for their favor, how many people can make an airplane? Not many. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Dish Networks is offered to buy Sprint for $25.5 billion. Now, Sprint has agreed to be acquired by Japan SoftBank. It's kind of a a sloppy jointer, it's not complete it's like a two-thirds ownership kind of relationship but SoftBank out of Japan, they see a future where multiple devices need multiple connections with that said SoftBank agreed to take a large stake in Sprint but the the yen has been devalued just crazy since that's happened The Dish claimed its offer represents a premium of roughly 13%. Sprint shareholders would own 32% of the combined company. So Dish said it would offer customers immediate benefits, like bundled pricing for video phone and Internet, further access to unlimited data, if it were to combine with Sprint. Dish has already accumulated a sizable chunk of wireless spectrum on the side, which that would come... To help Sprint, Charlie Ergen and his team clearly bring a, a better financial offer for Sprint shareholders. There's no doubt about it. There's a big realization going on in the world today that you know Verizon, AT and T are so strong commercially in terms of their network quality that no one can catch them. This would would put them on the board. You know, Barclays is serving as a financial advisor on the deal. Uh, this has significant experience in restructuring, consummating strategic transactions. and only needs to complete, you know, a little bit of due diligence here to uh, pull off a steal The company from the Japanese play. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Mortgage rate still incredibly low. Please don't wait too long to do a refinance. If you haven't done one, now's the time to do it. Four out of the five highest-paid employees at SP 500 companies aren't CEOs. Let me say that again because I think that's going to hit you. Four of the five highest-paid employees at SP 500 companies aren't CEOs. They're Apple senior lieutenants. So Bob Mansfield, Bruce Sewell, Jeff Williams, Peter Oppenheimer. They're about some of the top earners. About eighty percent of the SP 500 companies submitted their numbers as of April twelfth. So. It pays to be an executive. It's a retention strategy to keep the key executives who were present in the era of Steve Jobs. They want to be sure that those talents actually stay there, so they pay them top dollar. One guy received $85.5 million, almost entirely in stock, for 2012. Base salary was 805000 but he made $85.5 million. Good idea, bad idea. 800 516 1220 to get your calls there. It's 800 516 1220. You're to Rob Black and your money. Don't forget, I do have a couple events coming up in Burlingame, Saturday, April 27th a wealth preservation retirement planning event, as well as a Money 101 all things financial event. Burlingame Tree, Saturday the 27th. Learn more at robblack.com.
0: Underlying strength is not there with these overall markets. Dow Industrials down 66 points. Off our session lows, down by 0.4%. S&P 500 index down 8, a drop there of 0.55%. And that's a Bloomberg Market Minute. <laughs> You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM-1220 KDOW and I Radio Station.
1: Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Pick up phone. Let me call 800-516-1220. I don't know if this is fair to say or not. But everyone's talking about the dreamy. Adam Scott, who won the Australian Open. I know you're saying, don't even follow that up with a response. The Dodgers padre brawl. The Dodgers Padres brawl. It's going to cost Carlos Quinton about five hundred thousand dollars. He got eight game suspension. He's going to lose about five percent of his nine and a half million dollar salary this season. He's also fined three thousand dollars. Like that brawl, San Francisco Giant fans had to say, "Yay!" Granky broke his collarbone. One of the greatest, not greatest, one of the strongest pitchers pitching today. He's going to be out eight weeks. Misses about 12 starts. So, off a broken collarbone. It seems like it would be longer, right? So, baseball needs to start increasing penalties for players who charge the mound. They have to. You can't have that kind of money sitting on the sidelines, waiting to heal. The game loses when that happens. 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Definitely take a look at this market. SP 500 is down 9. Dow is down 72. Nasdaq's down 20. I'm pretty happy that gold's falling apart. And how bad is it falling apart? Pretty bad. It's down 93 bucks a day. It's at 14.08 an ounce. The individual investors getting cremated. Anytime individual investors team up with hedge funds, you create a bubble. And gold created a bubble, and it's quickly deflating. It's down ten percent in two days. In fact, it's down seven point eight percent today. It's down one hundred seventeen bucks right now to thirteen eighty four. That's pretty gross. But see, to me, gold going down says that governments have the tools to address crises. Because gold is a crisis investment. It's important to the worldwide view that economies are working. Investing in gold is saying economies aren't working. It's a rejection of government money. Your paper dollar is worthless. Fooey on you. I'm buying gold. So, again, economy goes to hell in a handbasket. Who's going to take your gold coin for a loaf of bread? No one. So I, I don't get the the fear angle on it. 2000 represented a peak in belief of the capabilities of human beings. The year 2000. You've seen a recent uptick in stocks relative to gold. The internet inspired all sorts of crazy optimism on how we would reshape the world. Fuel cells, segways. The 911 hit. We've had a couple wars since that point period of time. We've had a housing implosion. We've had a financial crisis. We had a rough recession with a jobless recovery. European crisis, debt ceiling. It's all known. It's not like I'm I'm making up something. It's not like it's a secret that you haven't been told. You've been told about all these horrible things. So this is actually a very good thing that gold breaks. A huge corpus of of economic research is out there. Our economy started to be stimulated. So the gold bugs, I think their argument's over at least for a while. So silver, I never, ever, ever think of silver as an investment. It doesn't come to my head. Retail sales were up 12.6% in March, up marginally from 12.3% in January February numbers. For China, our retail sales aren't up that much. But we do talk about Chinese numbers because they're important to where our economy is going. Would ideally we have a healthy China and Asia? Yes. Would ideally we have a healthy Europe? Yes. But just because they're not, at times, doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean that it's it's over. Citigroup reported a great quarter. Great quarter. Oh, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Homebuilder sentiment falls for a third straight month. J.C. Penney's is borrowing money to pay their bills. It's called a revolving credit line. Dish Networks is offering to buy Sprint Networks for $25.5 billion. That's a pretty big deal. GM and Ford are going to collaborate on a new transmission. A ten speed transmission. Do you remember your, when you had a ten speed bike or a twelve speed? You'd use the first couple of gears, you'd drop straight to tenth. Not very efficient. Transmissions efficiency create greater gas mileage. So get it at ten speed, you would have a lot and it automatically works. You don't have to you know, jump the uh, the gear shift. Having a ten speed would be of great economic value to the US economy. And the U.S. economy would, having value would be a great economic plus to the world. Venezuela's Nicolas Maduro was picked a successor to, by Hugo Chavez. He was picked by it to be. He narrowly beat Amarit Capril. So, yeah, Venezuela, we kind of wish we had a, a different leader to work with. Each get your calls there, it's 800 1220 It's 800 1220 Don't be shy. I'd like some calls in the second hour from you. It's going to be at Burlingame, Saturday, April 27th. Wealth preservation, retirement planning in the morning from 9 to noon. Money 101, all things financial, from 1 to 4 at the Doubletree in Burlingame, Saturday, September 27th. Get your tickets now at robblack.com. That's robblack.com.
0: Scraped and vinyl wood plank, they're all on sale. Get up to 59% off compared to big box store flooring prices, plus special extended financing. Don't miss make- on the Wall Street Business Network.
1: Welcome in, Rob Black. Your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money invested and more. Show dedicated to getting you to retirement. I post a show on iTunes under Rob Black, Your Money and Your Business. There's a copy of it at kdow.biz as well, right after the show ends. While you're at kdow.biz, you can see that I'm going to be doing a Black Wednesday again for the radio stations that I work with. I I kind of volunteer some time and uh, go out and meet the audience. That's what I want to do. I want to see who you are, what you need. Black Wednesday is off the cuff kind of informal formal get together. Next one's going to it's always the first Wednesday of the month. It's going to be at the Menlo Grill Bistro and Bar. I also do events where you can come learn about retirement planning and wealth preservation. Going to be in Burlingame, California, a couple Saturdays from now, the twenty seventh. One's on you know for, for wealthy people to be quite honest with you, and the other ones for not wealthy people who want to create wealth. Ones in the morning, ones in the afternoon. You can sign up for the Burlingame event, which again, if you want to fly down from Seattle. You're 15 minutes from the airport, and I think it's worth it to get your act together to know a little bit more about investing. You can sign up for either event at robblack.com. It's a big story today, and you know, I try not to exaggerate ever, but if i told myself once, I've told myself a million times not to exaggerate. There's no doubt that the Fed has lowered the cost of money. Basically around the world bankers have done this. And when that started to happen in two thousand one, it it made a move on gold. Osama bin Laden won a battle with the world economies based on a terrorism attack. Gold prices have gone higher and cost of money have gone lower. Now you could say, Well, that's not winning a battle. It kind of is. The amount of money we've spent on security instead of spending it on infrastructure. I'm not saying it's wasted, but it's not efficient or productive. So the SP 500 is down ten this morning. The NASDAQ's down twenty-five. The Dow Jones industrial average is down seventy three. Gold sits down 142 bucks. I've never seen this. The last time I saw this I was like six. And I wasn't exactly paying attention to the price of gold. I was watching Sinbad and Sailor with Daphne Sparks in the movie theater holding her hand, holding the hand of a girl for the first time. So gold's down 142 bucks in at 1359. That's a killer. The commodity complex is deflating. That doesn't give you a strength to the worldwide economies, but it does help worldwide economies. Because oil's going lower, silver's going lower. Gold's going lower. Let's say you wanted to buy a gold ring for your sugar bugger. It's going to be cheaper now. Gold cavities or gold fillings, cheaper. And we pocket the money. When oil drops, we pocket the money in our our gasoline bills. So when it comes to the Federal Reserve, there's a lot to discuss. I'll I'll hit that in just a second because I, I do want to talk about that, give you a little commentary on it. Home builder sentiment falls for a third month in a row, basically on strong home prices. Dish Network's offering to buy Sprint for $25.5 dollars. That's great for companies like Apple who make gadgets. Sprint shares up sixteen percent. Dish is basically trying to say, We've done a lot of work, we've got a lot of spectrum, we can bring that to the table for you, Sprint. They acquired a company called Sling Media they got Spectrum, they've got Sling Media, they got the programming. The television business is incredibly slow growth. But talk to Verizon and AT&T about data plans. I get a little text uh, on my phone, it's like, your data plan is 75% used. I'm like, oh, good God, I don't want to go over it, I don't, I, it should be unlimited. Wells Fargo today, their analyst said, you know, clearly it's better offer for Sprint shareholders. So Sprint's in play, and I like that. Oh, when it comes to the Federal Reserve, let's talk about the Federal Reserve, because I think that's really the bigger picture here. The Fed is very clear-minded. They're telling us exactly what they're going to do. The release of the Fed minutes for the March 19th 20th meeting last week, investors were once again forced to suffer through an over There was a, two sentences that really stood out. A few participants noted that they already viewed the cost as likely outweighing the benefits and so would like to bring the little program to a close relatively soon. A few others saw the risks as increasingly. Anyway, long story short, Fed's not going to do anything anytime soon. Even though there's some members of the, uh, the Federal Reserve who are talking about potentially re- removing quantitative easing programs, asset purchase programs, I like that there's a prudent debate going on. It's not an extraordinary debate, but they're starting to talk about it. So the next Fed meeting is going to come May 1. What we do know about the Federal Reserve is they're falling short on their dual mandate. They're in business for two reasons, maximum employment and price stability. So whether they taper off the quantitative easing or not, there's a lot of silliness going into dissecting the Fed's words. Right now, low-cost money is still there. So, other stories of note today? There's a couple. It's not a glorious day for stories. The gold bloodbath is pretty darn sexy, if you ask me. Homebuilder confidence getting hammered by rising costs. That's something to think about, right? Confidence amongst home builders fell in April. Supply chains for building materials developed lots of and skilled workers will take some time to reestablish themselves. The index now stands at a reading of 42, up from 24 in April 2012. So it's got a, it made an amazing run. Sales expectations over the next six months posted a three-point gain. So people are still buying. A lot of builders are expressing frustration, though. There's a lot of demand... There's not a lot of construction credit. There's incredibly restrictive mortgage lending rules. So construction costs are increasing at a faster pace than appraised values. Sales conditions are generally improving. So the housing market's okay. Microsoft is making a smartwatch too. Nanny-nanny boo-boo. Google pledges to tweak their website to please the European Union. I think you can make a case that companies like Yahoo and Google don't have a lot of stickiness. We're not going to be loyal forever. My first search engine was Yahoo, then I jumped to Excite, then Lycos, then Google. When Facebook wants to get into search, it's going to be bad news for Google, unless Google's gotten into other business to diversify themselves. So the gold bloodbath continues. Let's take a quick look at the numbers again. and see how we're developing as the day goes on. It's a pretty big drop. For those of you who are in gold, it's got to feel pretty scary. For those of you not in gold, you got to be thinking, "Sweet, maybe this is my opportunity to get into a commodity." I'm not telling you what to buy. I don't do that. SP 500 is down 11. The Dow is down 80. The Nasdaq's down 26 points. Got two events coming up in Burlingame: one wealth preservation, retirement planning, and one. Wealth Creation, Money 101. You can sign up for either event on the 27th, Saturday. From 9 to Dune is the Wealth Preservation. From 1 to 4 is the Money 101. I'm hitting all types of investors. It's in Burlingame. I haven't been in Burlingame for a while. You can sign up for either event at robblack.com. Check out the Gold Blood bath. I've never seen anything like this before. For me to be a little bit shocked... It tells you something. It's down 144 bucks, gold is. Gold doesn't always go higher. It's had a great run. But keep in mind, last time it slipped this much, it took 30 years for it to recover. I just don't like gold for the average investor. It's too speculative. To get your calls in the air, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 516 1220, the SP 500. To get your calls in the air, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 1220, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 1220. SP and 500 is down 11, the Dow is down 84, the NASDAQ is down 26. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. How are you today, Chad? Great. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for asking. It's always good to have you in studio talking financials, talking money with me. You often say that you can't start a financial plan without a budget. Now, again, there's a lot of things you need to know about money. Budgeting is one of them. It's probably uh, close to the top of the things that you need to know. Budgeting and goals.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, a true financial planner, true fiduciary that's going to actually create a financial plan for you is going to be very cash flow oriented, which means long-term cash flow projections, long-term projections of even your tax bracket. And you can't possibly figure out whether or not you've saved enough or how much you have to save until you know what you're spending now and what you're going to spend in retirement. Until you've created a budget. I mean, I can't, I can't do anything for people until I know what their expenses are. You know what I mean? Right, unless, right. Unless, they, unless I can look at their portfolio and say, "Oh, you have way more than you need to retire on, I need a budget. It's, it's one of the metrics that you use to say, are you meeting your expectations in retirement? Are you meeting your goals or not? So younger people just really need to move slowly and buy what you can afford. That's, a, that's the first thing about budgeting when you're younger, is buy what you can afford. Don't buy what your parents already have. Buy what you can afford, because people are going to be judging you by the size of your portfolio when you retire, not the type of car you drive. So So you're saying the size does matter? Of the portfolio? Right. Definitely. Absolutely. So budgeting, you just brought up a concept. There's retirement budget, but there's also...
1: Pre-retirement budget is, for simpler terms, a pre- like my lifestyle, I need a budget. I need to
2: make sure that I'm not spending more than my paychecks. Yeah, well, you've got to look at the budget and see how long certain things are projected forward. You can't just look at your budget if you have young kids right now, especially in the Bay Area if you're in an area where you're using private school. That expense isn't going to be there forever. So some certain expenses, uh, private education, certain kids' costs, you know, the ballet every month, the soccer costs, that's going to go away at some point. But other things come back in in retirement that you've got to project as well. Like most people spend more money in the first five years of retirement than than when they're, their last five years of working because they're, they're doing either the honey-do list or the vacation dream list or buying the RV or the second home. All of that has to be projected. So you have to sit down and say, what do I want my retirement to be like? Am I really going to be happy if I just quit working at age 60 or 65? Do I have hobbies? Do I have things that that excite me, that I'm passionate about, that I want to do, and how do I fund that? You know, how do you make money work for what you really want your life to be like?
1: So I get the whole Rob Black's lifetime budget. You know, I get what I'm spending, what I'm not spending, what I'm saving, what I'm not saving. Um, I use mint.com, which stands for moneyintelligence.com. It helps me with a budget because it tracks all my spending, yeah. which yeah. is basically what a budget is. Track your spending first and foremost and then start you know, adding other lines into that budget.
2: Uh, what do you think about dot Mint.com. Um, I think, uh, you know, if you can get past the first couple of quarters where it's kind of monotonous, you've got to make sure things get categorized the right way. Sometimes if you're using certain cards, things can get double booked. So there's some, definitely some weekly cleanup that you want to do for the first couple of months A on bit. Mint. And then, and then hopefully it gets automated for you. You sign up your credit cards and, and debit cards, and then it tracks your spending and helps you categorize that. And then you can see how you're doing versus other families in your same kind of zip code area. You are know, you spending more or less? Are you cool with uh, using an online
1: tool like Mint.com where it's yeah. tracking your finances and you're not worried about hackers?
2: Yeah, the, the, the thing that I've seen is, first of all, most credit cards and bank cards, you're going to have that $50 limit where you're, you know, responsible for maybe the first 50 bucks. But you've got to keep an eye on it in case something happens so you can shut it down. Most of the bad cases of identity theft that I've seen have to do with mail. Okay. You know, the, people that sign up their credit cards online as long as they have a a a pretty recent computer with spyware and adware that you're constantly you know set your computer up so you're doing a screen every night obviously um i think it's a lot safer to pay checks online than to write checks okay and and i'm not worried about the the online theft but you know go ahead and get your identity theft insurance if you want to
1: so we need to wrap this up a little bit sooner rather than later we talked a little bit pre-retirement budget let's talk post-retirement budget what are some of the surprises that people need to start allocating for that, that expense?
2: Your dreams, first of all. So you've got to make sure you sit down now and dream what you want your retirement to be like that and budget for that. But don't forget you've got health care costs. Medicare insur- medical insurance isn't free when you turn 65. You have Medicare. You've got to pay for Medicare Part B. That's 115 or so a month or more if you're a successful person and, and have a higher income. And you've got taxes. Most of the money people are retiring with are in their 401K. So you got a $1 million in your 401K. That's really only seven hundred grand after taxes. Right? Absolutely. And then inflation, that's the biggest one. Healthcare costs are going up at 5 to 6%. The value of a dollar is cut in half every 18 years, so you can't assume that your, your income will be level in retirement. You've got to be able to increase it with inflation.
1: You can find Chad at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com or chadburton.com. He is a CFP. And I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Uh, tax day. You can score free small popcorn at AMC locate, at AMC Theaters because it's tax day. To de-stress, Golden's Gem offers a free seven-day VIP pass to take shake off those Taxes. Cinnabon offers two free bite-sized buns between 6 and 8 p.m. today as part of the bakery's fifth annual tax day tax bites promotion. So they're little teeny-tiny bites. You get two of them for free. No coupon needed. Just willpower not to order more and more and more and more, right? White Castle gives a 15% discount both in restaurants and online today. It's funny how many companies come out with like freebies on tax day. It's it's that much of a stress for people. I didn't know. I guess I did know, didn't I? Sonic, the drive-in company, uh, hamburgers, half-price drinks and slushes for happy hour all day long. <laughs> I like that concept. Happy hour all day long. And if you go to Carvel, which makes ice cream cakes, and you like their Facebook page. You get a coupon for an 18-pack of little Oreo rounders for a discounted price. Jackie Robinson's movie, 42, beat Scary Movie 5 aggressively. Hit it out of the park. But it's going to be Iron Man 3 that's going to be the first $100 million movie this year in revenue. Jackie Robinson's 42 is from Warner Brothers. And again, it tells you that you can invest in companies like Time Warner for a reason. To get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Don't forget, i got some events coming up in Burlingame. You can sign up for them. It's a couple Saturdays from now. A Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning in the morning from 9 to noon in Burlingame. Sign up at robblack.com, robblack.com. In the afternoon, it's going to be Money 101, all things financial. Learn how to invest. Learn how to save. Learn how to get to retirement. Sign up for either or event at robblack.com.
0: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Lasik special for $299 per eye. That sounds like a special that I don't want. I want to take some money off fixing my eyes with lasers. I don't want them to, like, be skimming the bottom of the barrel. To get your calls on the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Pay your taxes. File your taxes. Even if you can't pay your taxes. File your taxes. The IRS has a very reasonable um, uh, payback plan. So the IRS... You know, you don't have enough cash to pay your bill, don't panic, don't ignore the problem. Don't ignore the problem. Follow your return or an extension. Set up a payment plan. They're not that mean, they're not that cruel. Some people will tap a home equity line of credit to pay their taxes. Be careful not to get suckered by cable TV ads that promise to settle your tax bill for pennies on the dollar. In extreme cases that could happen, but more often than not, they're going to make their money. Only a very small percentage of tax reduction offers are accepted, and you got to prove that you don't have the means to pay, and probably never will, usually because you're too old, too poor, too sick. Got an email that came in to me today, eight hundred five one six twelve twenty, 1220 or drop an email to me, rob, at robblack.com, if you want to communicate with the show. Rob, we bought a 1,200 square foot starter home in Pleasant Hill in 1999 for 250,000. Love the house, love the neighborhood. The neighbors ch- it has changed; it's getting a little bit noisy. Current balance is 180,000 in a three-year 15 in year three of a 15-year 3.87% loan. Current value is 480,000. Single-income household, of greater than 200,000, has 150,000 in st- Cash and stock, five hundred thousand dollars in retirement investments, no debt. So, the question is, and that's you know pretty common person. He's in his fifties. The couple's in their fifties. Do you tough it out to continue to max in income, savings, possibly investing in more sound abatement measures? If moving, how much conservative should we be, and how much house debt to take on at age fifty-three? If moving, how long of a long-term, or are we avoiding debt and by going with a 15-year mortgage? Good questions, Mark. And I think you gave me a lot of information there. First and foremost, your homes have gone up in value from two hundred fifty to 480000 You still owe 180000 of that. So let's say you have $300,000 of equity. I would start thinking about, in your 50s, where you're going to retire. You could buy a house for 300000 no doubt about it, in most parts of the country. So before we talk about what sort of loan you should get or not get, you should obviously do your budget, which you've kind of done. Mint.com is a great place for it. 53 years old, you're starting to see the writing on the wall that now's time to start thinking about retirement planning. Good opportunity to come to my event in Burlingame a couple Saturdays from now on Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. But the amount of money you've saved, it's okay, 500000 I wish it was a little bit more. He's an empty nester, meaning his kids have gone off to college and he's done with that aspect so maybe he could save more. I don't know if there's a right answer here. Like, this is exactly what you should do. You know, if you were to buy a house for three hundred thousand dollars cash and live off five hundred thousand, five hundred thousand would pay you probably about twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year till the day you die, on top of Social Security, that'd be about thirty to forty thousand. So you got to figure out if your budget's there. Otherwise, you got to continue to max out that four hundred one k. My mom is in her seventies and she's got a thirty year mortgage. She'll have a thirty year mortgage the day she dies. So you don't have to have it paid off You don't have to have it free and clear I don't recommend that you have it paid off Or free and clear I think that's ultimately A lose against inflation So I hope I got some answer in there I don't know if I did or did it Feels like I did Let's take a look at the market numbers today We got the S P 500 Down 9 The Dow down 67 The Nasdaq down 23 Gold is plunging Stocks are dropping after China GDP report was weaker than expected, and again, that's pretty relative because it wasn't that bad—seven point uh, seven percent. But we want China and we need China to grow a lot faster than that. So, stuff that we continue to you know eyeball and look at. To get your calls of the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Obamacare is really bad for small businesses. I've seen a lot of small businesses start to manage employees based on hours, not based on work needed. A small business owner, it's time to look to 2014 to see what's coming, even though we just finished our 2012 taxes. Shared responsibility is what... President Barack Obama calls it, employers with 50 or more full-time workers face a mandate to provide insurance. You need somebody to do a thorough review for you, because next year's going to be a, a weird year for healthcare. It's a massive change. H&R Block has been reaching out to small businesses to try to help them prepare for the next two years. So you've got to do a lot of calculations. There's no requirement to provide health care if you employ fewer than 50 people. Shared responsibility requires kick-in if your business has 50 or more employees who work 30 hours or more per week. How many businesses do you think are going to say, go clock out, you fit 29 and a half hours? I guarantee you it's going to be a shocking number, and you're not going to like it. Um, penalties? for employee are going to be high. An employer with 50 or more full-time employees, technically, you only face a penalty if one of your employees receives a federal subsidy to buy insurance, 2000 to 3000 per employee. A recent study on Obamacare found employees who earn less than 45000 are more likely not to enroll in employer health plans because of cost. Among employees who earn between 15000 and 20000 only 37% opt to sign in for employer health insurance. Now, if you don't have health insurance, again, your employer's going to have to provide it for you in a lot of cases, but you still have to pay for it. It's not given to you free of charge. And if you decide, you know what, I can't really afford it, I'm going to have no health care, you get a penalty of 95 bucks in 2014. In twenty sixteen it's six hundred ninety five dollars. So next year, I think that's probably the biggest danger to our economy next year, is how do people decide to participate in the healthcare world and or not? The gold bugs are getting crushed day. A lot of people are eating major crow for predicting that gold always goes higher. Stocks retreated today based on the news of China's economic slowing. Again, 7.7% growth, down from last year's previous quarter of 7.9%. Softness in China adds to persistent worries about the economic situation in Europe. Again, if you missed the first hour, I mentioned something that you should take some reassurance in. A lot of people don't own gold. And what gold is telling us by imploding today is that people are believing in economies and currencies that are more based on countries versus based on the idea of gold as a a currency. Gold isn't a really good currency, in my opinion. Gold's a commodity. But it is not a currency. Not a lot of people are going to go out and spend it. It's a hard asset. Take a look at the uh, sectors of note today. Clearly, commodities are underperforming. All major commodities are getting hit based on the weakness coming out of China. Also based on some technical breakdowns, to be quite honest with you. February, net long-term flows of cash. Down seventeen point eight billion. So People are panicking a little bit, pulling money out of the markets. Empire Manufacturing Index for April, uh, 3.1 reading. Housing Market Index, National Association of Home Builders. Their confidence slightened again, weakened slightly. Three straight months. It's tough for people to get credit out there. The gold Miners, Vector is down two bucks today, almost three bucks, down 8.8%. Bellwether Complex trades lower. Transportation index trading lower with all 20 components in the red. Truckers have suffered the bulk of today's selling. Conway, ticker symbol C and W. In the world of of transports, you basically have planes, trains, and automobiles. I like the trains. I like Kansas City Southern because it's got to play on oil fields and natural gas fields in the United States and fracking of delivering sand, delivering water. Burlington Northern, too much play on coal. Obama hates coal. It's been kind of a, a weakening. But Kansas City Southern, bringing a lot of cars up from Mexico as well. Let's take a look at that stock if you need an idea for investing. take a look at the market numbers. See how we're doing. We are weak across the board today. Nothing to panic over. I'll let you know when to panic. SP 500 is down 9, the Dow is down 64, NASDAQ down 23. Don't forget, I got events coming up in Burlingame. You can sign up at robblack.com.
0: AM 1220, KDOW
1: traffic. This Bay Area update is brought to you by Garmin. We're still looking at very big delays. Coming out of the Altamont Pass, westbound 580 is jammed from 205 towards the Dublin Interchange. There is an accident on the ramp from 580 to south Six 680. That's making matters worse. In San Francisco, the Great Highway is still closed, heading southbound from Lincoln Way to Slow Boulevard. Northbound is shut down from Skyline Boulevard towards Lincoln Way. This is all because of sand removal. In San Mateo County, Highway 92 at 35 in Skyline. The lights are flashing.
2: I think I found something in my TV screen I think I found out
0: that I have nothing that I have nothing in
2: this place for me I watched it all in my head
0: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station
1: I'm going to be making ribs later today as I give myself a rib bait based on my taxes. I know you're saying you didn't just really do that, did you? Average tax refund this year is $2,900. Please put that into your nest egg of retirement. You overpaid the government. It isn't a bonus. You overpaid the government. You overpaid your taxes. They got their fair share, in theory. That brings up some debate. But I'm going to have a a nice fat rib bait tonight as I pleasure myself with uh, uh, food. Ah, yes, food. Mm. I love cow. So, Friday's volume on gold was ridiculously high, and we've already beat that volume today. I've never seen anything like this ever. It's a slaughter. Gold plunge leaves analysts at a loss for explanations. There's a lot of people who got a little bit too cocky and a little bit too arrogant. 1300 1200 how low will it go? It all comes via the, the futures market this morning. On Friday, more than 1,100 tons of paper gold had been traded. Dennis Gartman, the editor of the Gartman Letter, said there are a lot of people throwing up their hands, throwing positions overboard, panics everywhere. Lots of reasons have been, you know, bandied around for gold's recent slide. Fears of central banks selling triggered by Cyprus downgrades from investment banks. China's economic slowdown. So I think people got too bullish. I think people got too, too cocky and too arrogant. Um, Hopefully that's not you And again If you are in gold And you're feeling a world of pain Then you did something wrong Gold is meant to be an insurance It is not to be Meant to be A way of making money So a lot of hedge funds Are holding gold through ETFs The gold ETF Is down 7.4% It could be a tough week on gold Again I don't bet one way or the other it's just not my nature. Nike is trying to regain its edge because it's lost a step. They used to be a really you know cutting edge kind of advertising company. Think of the spikely Michael Jordan commercials. Some of their marketing efforts, you know, people would talk about. Got to be the shoes. I'm not a role model. There is no finish line. You don't win silver, you lose gold. So winning takes care of everything. Not quite as catchy. So Nike's on a journey, a long, long journey for the brand. Look at that journey as a relationship. It's a top-flight marketer. Their sheer longevity give give you some some pluses. Now the people who love Nike are people like me who grew up with Nike, and now I'm starting to get a little bit older. I'm loyal to that brand, there's no doubt about it. Nike revolutionized the sports advertising industry, but younger people today, who are, who's winning the marketing war there? know, the marketing war of like Old Spice and Red Bull, Under Armour. Is Under Armour the next Nike? Is Reebok the next Nike? Nike's kind of competing with itself. They've done so well. A lot of brands are getting smarter about how they reach people. You know, Red Bull will sponsor the highest and fastest skydive. It's a video stunt that their name is all over. So is Nike that edgy? Nike dominated TV, print, radio. I don't know. Just start thinking like that because it'll make you a better investor, I believe. Um, gold pledges, J.C. Penney's uh, borrowing a lot of money in their revolving credit. I don't. Want to play JCPenney's? I, I, a lot of people think they go bankrupt. I don't think they go bankrupt. I, I think their demise is greatly exaggerated, but I don't see them. I don't see them surviving in this form. It has to be a much smaller company. Dish Networks is launching a twenty-five billion dollar bid for Sprint. I think that's really, really good news for companies like Google and companies like Apple who make devices. Dish has wanted to get into the wireless business for a while. It's got FCC approval for more Spectrum, but it has no infrastructure to start a wireless service on its own. SoftBank has been ambitious for its grand plans for Sprint. It's interesting to see if SoftBank ups the offer. The wireless market's dominated by two giants, AT&T and Verizon. Sprint becomes stronger with this deal. They bring more innovative services to the market. That would be good for a company like Apple, So, until recently, professionals were replacing their PCs every two years. Now the PC upgrade cycle is lengthened to four to five years, but the phone cycle is still two years. A better capitalized Sprint and PCS merger with T-Mobile would allow Apple to enjoy large subsidies for a bit longer if there weren't any merger plans involved. So, it would probably end a little bit sooner rather than later. So let's take a quick look at the market numbers. It's a rough day out there. I'm not saying don't go out. It's a rough day on Wall Street, especially if you're a hard asset. We've got the SP 500 down 15, the Dow down 113, the NASDAQ down 37. Don't forget, I've got some seminars coming up in Burlingame. You can sign up for them at robblack.com.